Welcome to A Journey of Transformation Empowerment. You're listening to Antonio T. Smith Jr. Where ideas ignite, change, and possibilities are endless. Before we dive into today's episode, we have something special for our listeners. Today's podcast is brought to you by a groundbreaking book that's reshaping the conversation around Black economic empowerment. It's Resegregation, Volume 1, The Power Matrix, a master plan for Black group economics with wealth creation, authored by visionary Antonio T. Smith, Jr., Antonio isn't just an author. He's a former top-secret combat special operations intelligence sergeant turned millionaire. His life work championed the economic autonomy and wealth creation within black communities. In this seminal work, dedicated to teachings of Dr. Claude Anderson, Antonio outlines a comprehensive blueprint covering critical sectors like finance, technology, manufacturing, and more. He blends military discipline with acute understanding of systematic disparity. This isn't just a book. It's a movement. A call to action to create lasting wealth and reshaping the economic narrative. Antonio's vision is clear. Drive a significant shift toward black ownership and control. Listeners, if you've ever wondered about innovative strategies for wealth creation or how technological transformation can uplift the black communities, then this book is for you. Join Antonio Smith Jr. on the transformative journey. Pick up your copy of The Resegregation Volume 1, The Power Matrix today and be a part of the reshaping future. Now, let's dive into the episode and explore the possibilities that await us. Meet Brandy. Brandon doesn't quite understand the power of email marketing and sales funnels, and he doesn't want to lose his customers to a company he loves either. No worries. Brandon is completely safe. The ATS JR Network will do most of the marketing for Brandon and make sure that every customer he brings into the company remains with him. Imagine having emails sent out to your customer every day that add value to their lives and makes them money. Also, Imagine the company Brandon loves marketing to his customers while he's at work or asleep. Brandon's customer will purchase the next level of ATS while he's busy. Brandon may not understand sales funnels, but Brandon certainly understands how ATS keeps giving him pay raises monthly. At ATS, we take care of your business and financial goals with you. Join Brandon in ATS today. Happy Friday, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us on this good Friday. Hope you all are having an awesome day so far and hope you have an excellent weekend. If you know me, you know I do not talk long. I always say that and it seems like I get shorter and shorter. And today is no different. I stick to my belief. 
every single time. Today, we are talking about building relationships when it comes to business. Well, I say business, but really in general, because you can't have a successful business or can I say a successful life if you are not in some sort of profitable relationship with one another, whether it's with your clients or with your customers or with your social media followers, whether you are a solo entrepreneur, whether you're running for a president or United States, you need relationships. You need to develop and maintain relationships in order to um, survive. So if you're an entrepreneur and you have employees or vendors or suppliers, or if you're a speaker, I'm trying to hit everybody. Uh, if you're an author, if you're, uh, if you're a pastor, if you are a nonprofit founder, you need relationships with your donors, with your audience, um, with the people you want to buy and fall in love with. And it's important to know that relationships can make or break you. Hold on, let me turn off some notifications. It's important that your relationships can make or break you. The moment you, the moment your audience, your customers, your donors, your congregation sees that you are not in good relationship with them, that you are not interested in communicating with them, or you only talk to them when you want something from them, you lose business, you lose credibility, you lose respect. And I don't know about you, but I have never swiped my card with a company or a person that I do not respect, that only contacted me when they wanted something from me. <laughs> so the people who email, and I'm on a lot of email lists, but I know when certain people email out, I know what they want. It's not to see how I'm doing. It's not to see if my day is going well. Is they ready for me to buy something from them because they ran out of the money from the last time they asked for money, okay? <laughs> So in relationship, you can't just hit me up or hit up your customers when it's time for them to buy. They want to know who you are. They want to know your brand. They want to be checked in on. They want to follow what they can, I'll go back to that word, follow what they can respect. So how do you create effective and efficient relationships? On this Good Friday, I have five points, not three. Couldn't condense it down to three. I got a five-point sermon that won't be long. I'm not long with it. <laughs> Number one, you need some understanding. Understanding is the fundamental key to creating any good relationship. Understanding how the other person feels. Understanding. <laughs> their position creates an effective relationship. The easiest way to ask or the easiest way to understand what is important to your customer, to your client, 
<laughs> Shannon said, I'm not Baptist no more. No, I got five points. I don't know who, what religion that is. I got five. Um, the easiest way to understand somebody is to ask and then listen to what they have to say. If you are asking people, but you never pause to hear what they got to say, if you're asking people questions about how they feel, what they think, and the moment they tell you how they feel and what they think, you have to correct them on how they feel and on what they think, you are not building a relationship. <laughs> Y'all reactions are hilarious. You are not building relationships. You just want to be heard and seen. Okay? You're going to have to show some empathy. Put yourself in someone else's shoes. People want to be heard. And yes, we hear you all the time, but let your audience have a voice. Let your audience tell you what they want from you so you can provide that product or that service so they will buy from you. You need understanding. You have got to listen. You have got to ask. And when you listen, respect what they have to say. That's still, oh, that's number two, actually. Respect others. Respect. Aretha told y'all that's what she needs all the time. May she rest in peace. <laughs> need to respect others. An important key in any relationship. You need to respect your customers. You need to respect your employees, your investors, your vendors, those people that you call and they are receptionists and you don't think they know nobody important. You need to show them some respect. Those janitors that clean up those office buildings <coughs> or those stores that you like to shop in, you need to show them some respect because what you put out comes right back to you. And if you can't treat the janitor with respect, <laughs> ain't nobody gonna respect you in the words of my grandma. You can't respect the person who cleans up after everybody. You don't want a good business. You don't want a good life. Number three, I told you I'm almost through. Five points, I'm on number three. Number three, you need to be open. Guess what? You don't know everything. <laughs> Slight drag today on this Good Friday. You don't know everything. And you need to be open enough to receive what other people have to say. Receive that times are changing. Receive that technology is here and it is planted and it's not disappearing, it's only going forward. So if you can't be open to Facebook and Twitter and YouTube, iPhones and all this sort of stuff, you will be left behind. If you can't be open <laughs> to what a mentor has to say, if you can't be open to change, period. Times have changed. Time always changed. This is not the America we were in two years ago. This is not the economy we were in five years ago. 
um, Antonio and I was just talking, my grandparents were born in the 30s. They didn't trust banks. They didn't trust certain people. They didn't trust us going to certain parts of town. But it's open and it's available. And if I only catered to the people that my grandparents were comfortable with me being open to, I wouldn't be reaching people. I love them and I respect them very much and I'm grateful for them. But times have changed. And if I don't move with that change, we get left behind. If I'm not open to <coughs> trying new things, trying new platforms, trying new methods, we get left behind. My favorite example, ask Toys R Us what it's like not to be open. Ask Toys R Us what it's like not to respect your customers. Ask Toys R Us what it's like to ask people for help and then not listen to what they have to say. If you don't know, Toys R Us is now history. Ain't no more Toys R Us kids. Ain't no more Babies R Us. We now talk about them as to what not to do. And guess what they didn't do? They didn't listen. Ask Blockbuster what it's like to ask for help and someone tells you what to do. Netflix comes along and say, hey, we should do a partnership and you don't listen and you don't respect the CEO of Netflix. And now Netflix, although they just raised their prices, is almost a trillion dollar company. Blockbuster has one store open that I read a couple of weeks ago in the middle of the country somewhere <laughs> where nobody goes. Another history lesson because they didn't listen. Number four, when building a relationship, you should always work towards a win-win situation. It is not always going to be about you. It's not always the customer's always right. How can we come together and win on both sides of the table? Just because I'm in a relationship with you don't mean I have to take an L every single time. Just because you're in a relationship with me doesn't mean you have to take a loss all the time. How can we come together and win and win? And last but not least, although I've been saying it over and over again, you need to listen. And you need to listen without judging people before they say what they have to say. It is important in business, in your personal relationships, with your coworkers, with your parents, with whomever, that you are open and honest and are willing to listen without judging them before they even get started. How can you be an effective entrepreneur? if you judging the situation before you even know what the situation is about. How can you go to the ATS Business University knowing what you think you know, and then you get here and it's the complete opposite? Trust me, we've heard stories of people saying, I heard this, 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 and this about y'all over there, but I got over here and it's nothing like that. Stop listening to what other people have to say if you've never tried it for yourself. Just because I had a bad experience 
or I had a negative reaction with someone or some product doesn't mean you're going to. And just because your customers disagree with you, don't mean you get to judge them in their situation without understanding where they're coming from. So entrepreneurs, if you want to be successful, I'm on time, 15 minutes in, I'm already closing. If you want to be successful, you need to build relationships. As much of an introvert as I am, as much as I respect and love my quiet time and my own space, I need relationships with people. I need to get outside the house and see and touch somebody because you can't do it alone. You can't build Rome by yourself. And on this Good Friday, even Jesus had 12 people around him to spread the word, to spread the good news. He had to build relationships. And if you believe in Jesus, and Jesus built relationships, why won't you? Your customers, your clients are putting money in your pockets. Stop ignoring them. Stop treating them like they are an option when they are the priority. Stop using people only when you need something in return. I should not only talk to Pamela Norris when I want something from Pamela Norris. I should talk to Pamela Norris just to say, hey, how's it going in Maui? It is hot in Houston. I want some fresh air. When can I come to Maui? Hey, Pamela. Norris, how's it going today? Hey, Pam Norris, I know it gets rough sometimes. I'm just sending you a word of encouragement because that builds relationships, not the product or the service. How I treat you is what's important. Mr. President, do you have a word? Plenty, plenty. Fantastic <laughs> job. Yes, it's a five point message five points in yeah. 17 minutes it can be done yeah. it can be done it can be done some of us can't get one point out in 25. that's not when my they say i won't i won't be with you long is what they, how they start that off but anyway <laughs> let's see point one wow you need some understanding respect others you need to be open you should always work towards a win-win, and you need to listen without judging. So let's do this here. Let's, we're going to split this in four sections. I'll tell you each section as we go. Section number one, someone tell me what you learned from Tippis or what she reinforced that you already know. All right. Um, you don't have a business without customers and you won't keep customers <laughs> if you don't treat them right. Okay. <laughs> it, 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 somehow that's so hard for this the fundamental understanding of business. You don't have no customers, you ain't got no business. Good stuff. Who else? The easiest way is to Either way to understand somebody is to ask them and then list, actually listen to what they have to say. That's all that's brain. All right. I want to, we can, I really would like to just talk about that for the rest of the class. 
she says so much good stuff, but that one is the one you suffer from the most. And the harvest shows up on you. It shows up. It literally shows up. You can't live this life not listening to people because all you do is what pleases you. But what pleases you oftentimes doesn't lead to prosperity. The universe isn't set up that way. Reese's peanut butter cups please me greatly, Jerome. But should I eat them all day? Shannon gonna keep making fun of my stomach. And we're gonna get bigger. And bigger and bigger. And then on Easter, she's gonna have a Santa Claus outfit for me. Or a big boned rabbit. So I can't be the Easter bunny. I gotta be thick bunny, you know, stuff like that, right? But I just can't do what makes me feel good. Shannon it's would all not about harmony. Shannon would not what? Do that. Okay, y'all don't know Shannon and Tim, okay? <laughs> they got y'all food. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Good. Good stuff. What else did you learn or what was reinforced for you as Tempest was talking? What came for me, uh, I was like Grace, that what stuck out from point one was that we needed to, to listen. And it goes, it reinforced for me how we hear all the time, listen to understand, just don't listen to hear. And when I was doing my morning meditation, wake up things, something came to me about how we don't go within enough. And what was reinforced by Tempest was if I'm going to service someone, if I'm going to help someone, then I have to listen to them from within me. I can't listen to them just as them standing on the outside of me telling me what they want and what their vision is and what they need. I have to listen to them from within because whatever it is, whatever, whoever I'm servicing, that passion to do that comes from within me. But I find being a consumer, you get all caught up in being, I think people who sell to me get caught up in, in their product or get caught up in their expertise or get caught up in their service and they forget to hear me. That's why I won't go to a concert because somewhere artists forgot that we are fans and they let all of these super people go in and purchase all the tickets within 25 seconds. And then I can't get a $90 ticket. I got to pay another person $450 for a ticket that was originally $90. Now I'm not knocking nobody hustle, but they just lost a customer because somebody wasn't listening to me who had the 90 and not the 450 that they let somebody scalp the tickets for, you know? But you just have to listen to your customer from within you. And I think that, that that's what was reinforced by that point. You need some understanding. Understanding is only going to come when what's in you meets what's in them. It's like internal. So thank you, Tempest. Mm. So Shannon has moved us to section two. I was going to save it. But she brought up business. I was going to have you talk and then say, all right, now let's go through Tempest points and see 
how they apply to business because that's what she was doing. But Shannon brought up, well, they ain't listening to me. I got the 90, not the 450. And she said, and I quote, and they lost a customer. Now, I want to talk about that, and then I want to talk about meditation. Okay? You got something to say? Section two is how does the one, two, three, four, five apply to business? You gave me what you got from it. Now, the reason Tempest told you about it, because it's a business class. She talked about customers the whole time. But we just, we hear our frame of reference. If you don't actually do business, but you own one, you would have related that to whatever you actually do. Okay. Now, let's talk about this concert. Let's, let's detail this again. Oh, Shannon, I love you so much, but I'm going to let super people, that's what she called it, <laughs> come through and mistreat you. Actually, no. I'm going to let super people come through and make you their customer. Mm. Okay. Everybody got that? Is that good business? Someone tell me why. Because not only do they, not only do I lose her as a customer, I'm allowing someone else to come along and make her a customer and abuse her. So she's doubly frustrated. So when she comes back to me, she's going to remember that I was the reason why she had to pay the exorbitant price later on. So please. So now she's telling everybody how bad a person I am. I'm losing more money. Uh-uh. I'm glad you said that. Because as much as I love concerts, i never been to one in my life. <clears throat> let me say Let me say this here. I didn't even know that happened. Did everybody else know that? Okay, I, I just cons okay, so everybody else knows that. I guarantee you, concerts as you know them will end. They will get replaced. If that's the practice, since I'm completely unbiased, when you're greedy, you lose every time. I'll give you a great example. The National Football League of America, real greedy. Now, their ratings are down. The ratings are not down for what the media would tell you. The media wants to tell you the ratings are down because African-American people kneeled. Now, the truth is, a large portion of African-American people are boycotting the NFL. So that has something to do with it. And then you have the people who don't like the African-Americans boycotting, boycotting the boycotters. That always happens. It always happens. You, you, you boycott the boycott. It happens in, since the beginning of time. Here's the real reason why the NFL ratings have been dropping. They got green. When Jerome was growing up, football came on once. Sunday night football. And then what happened? Monday night. And that was perfect. It really was because it was one game and after work and everybody watched one game, biggest ratings. It was perfect. And it allowed, it allowed smaller market teams 
to play against bigger market teams, or if you had two smaller market teams, it didn't matter because it was Monday night. The whole nation was watching one. Perfect. Perfect. No problem. And then somewhere when I hit about 25, 26, they start testing me. They said, I'm 37 now. They said, let's see what Thursday I feel like. But here's what they did. When it came, they had the, the Thanksgiving. Yeah. That's every Thursday. Well, every fourth Thursday in November. This works. Let's test it out. Here's how they test it out, Jerome. When playoffs happen, <coughs> they throw a Thursday game out there to test. How does this work? Okay. They throw another one out there. They say, no, we're going to do. We're going to do Thursday night football. All right, then. So now we got Sunday, Monday, <coughs> Thursday. That wasn't enough, though. Nah. Nah, I wouldn't know. It's playoff time. Let's do Saturday and Sunday. Then get coverage on Monday to talk about what happened on Saturday and Sunday. And then go ahead and all that stuff. And what happened, they watered down their own product by being greedy. <clears throat> happened. Would you like to know why? Would you like to know why basketball is the number two sport in America? Mm -hmm. You play 82 times a year. Yeah. Most of the games are meaningless. It is a well-understood story that you don't have to play to after the All-Star break anyway. Baseball, same way. Same way. Well, they play more than 82 times a year. I want you to think about this. When you get greedy, you lose. Now, baseball has a lot of checks in there that helps them. Basketball is probably the finest professionally sports, professionally sports association in the world. It's far better than FIFA. FIFA is investigated for criminal acts every year. Oh man, I'm a businessman, so I know these things. Oh man, I can, I I can. We can. We it'll, be, it'll take too long for us to do that. It'll take too long. Golf, still part of golf, is another fantastically run sport. Golf errors. I'll tell you what. Golf errors. <coughs> golf errors in becoming relatable to the street. I don't mean street as in hood. The idea of golf can't get played in your backyard. And if it does, it automatically sets you what class you're in. Street hockey. Now, and again, I'm not talking about hood, I'm saying street. You can have street hockey in a $35,000 hood, a neighborhood, I mean, and a 3.5 million. Street hockey on top of a corner store, whatever. Doesn't matter. The golf is fantastically run, and the master showed you that right now. It just happened. Uh, I text Susan and told, told her to tell Phil I'm watching. I, I knew he was watching it. I knew he was watching. I knew he was watching the masters. Come on. First off, it's the masters. 
secondly as Phil, who watches golf. Like I knew this immediately, so I sent the text message. When you get greedy, your business always crashes. Every single time. What's gonna happen is the internet is gonna find a way to ruin concerts. That's what's gonna happen. It's gonna find a way to ruin concerts. Just like that. It just is. All right, let's go to number three. No, no, no. We didn't even get need some understanding. We said a number understanding. Let's see, Shannon also said comment. Okay, go ahead and comment. The 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 thing that Tempest said to me, and, and, and we've been doing this for about a month now that really resonates with me. And, and I think us on, with the ATSB really need to think about this. She talks about Blockbuster and Toys R Us. And I know for me, when I first heard it, and Tim has talked before about, you know, things changing and us not changing with it, it's kind of like, well, that's, they're the big leagues. That's, that's, that's Toys R Us. That, that's, that's, that's not me. It is me. Because she said today, when she talked about the harvest, What's your harvest? People came to them, people tried to speak to them, and they ignored it. Look at their harvest right now, and their harvest isn't any better than mine. So why am I better than Blockbuster? Why am I better than Toys R Us? I'm not. And I better learn from it and figure it out so that I can be profitable instead of blowing it, blowing it, blowing it off like, oh, that's just the big boys. No, it's the same thing. So I know for me personally, when she was talking about things changing, it didn't it didn't hit home at first. It was kind of like, yeah, well, that's the internet. That's the no. It's my business. And we need to recognize that. And this class today about our customers and the significance of that is where it starts. That's the foundation. Mm -hmm. And then we move forward. I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you said that. Ladies and gentlemen, there's no such thing as that's the internet. That doesn't exist. That phrase doesn't exist. The internet, I made a joke while Tim was talking about Toys R Us off mic. I said, oh, yeah, that little internet thing is a fad, huh? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what Toys R Us said. There's no such thing as the, the internet. That's the internet. Oh, that's the young folk on the internet. The internet <laughs> is the only thing that exists today. Nothing else exists. You don't recognize it, but your phone needs a data package. Your calendar, your clock, your weather, that's all internet. Those things, I just, I just need these. I don't want the smartphone, but I'll just use the basic functions. Let me just, those basic functions are only powered by the internet. That's why even if you're not going to be browsing social media, you got to pay that $39.99 for that data package. These days, this, this is crazy. You can't get a text message without the internet. It's two types of internet, Wi-Fi or what you would call an intranet. On your phone is in another phrase, it's called cellular data. What you thought that was? You thought that was dial tone? You ain't never picked up your phone in your life and heard a dial tone. Not a cell phone. We don't hear dial tone. That's a that's a whole different scene going on. 
You can't even operate your phone without the internet. You may not process it that way, but that's what's actually happening. Mm -hmm. There is no such thing as that's the internet thing. The very old school doctor you go to has to log on to the internet to check your file. The gas you pump in your car is powered by the internet. It's so crazy that if you bought a new, if you bought a car after 2000, you got a computer system running your gadgets in the car. Grace had a brand new car. It was like a year old. It's an SUV. Two years ago, Hurricane Ike came through. It flooded, but it didn't flood out the whole car. It just flooded and got the boards all, the floorboards all wet. But what happened? It hit that computer. And the car company, the insurance car, the insurance car, the car said, yep, no, they totaled out her car. Because the computer got wet. That don't even make sense, y'all. The car worked fine. But that old internet thing made this whole combustible in engine, which used to be the world's greatest technology. At this point, let, let me explain to you a combustible engine. A combustible engine is a controlled explosion that pipes and valves then harness through to the pistons to the flywheel, which turns the gears, which boosts your engine and transmission. And the reason why you need oil so you don't burn all that up and you stay lubricated. You don't need oil to run a car. You need oil, oil not to have this fire burning everything up. That's pretty impressive to put dynamite under your hood and control that dynamite. That was the best invention ever. <laughs> and now I'm telling you the internet said, nah, that computer chip. That her engine worked. The computer chip that ran the car, they totaled the car. $20,000 car, they totaled it out for this big of equipment. Internet's everywhere. That being said, you need some understanding on the internet. Tippis, I'm going to throw it back to you. That's your first point. The first point is you need some understanding. Now that we just talked about the internet, what kind of relationship understanding do people need on the internet that they're just not aware of? Um. I would say one, understand that it's not going anywhere and that you can no longer ignore it. And then two, um, I don't know, understand that that's where people are. 
So if I can, I was coaching someone. <laughs> I in this network at all. I was coaching someone who is an entrepreneur, and they were not doing anything. They were saying they're an entrepreneur, but will not put out their content. And they told me, well, all I have to do is put it on the internet because that makes people in Japan my neighbor. And I said, well, if you have that understanding, why won't you give your neighbor what you have? They still have not put their stuff out there. But understand that I don't have to hop on a plane to Japan to reach Japan. I can post and it can reach Japan. So understand that the way we may have been taught how to do business isn't necessarily how it is today. I don't have to always hop on a plane. I can just post or I can just send a quick message and it does the same thing faster. And just know that it's, it's not going anywhere. There will probably be another Facebook in a couple of years because we thought MySpace was it. And then Facebook came along. And then Instagram came along. And then Snapchat came along. So it's always going to evolve into something else. And just be open to receiving that everything is accessible now. Yep. That's, and, and she can go on and on. She can do this 50 million times. 50 million explanations. And I can pass it to all of you. I want to show you the power of the internet and then want to move on to number two. Let's calculate the average donation that I've received for, for president. Right now, the internet system that we use says $63.33. But we put some cash in the bank account as well. And someone donated $247 to buy a piece of equipment. Yes? So what I want you to do is I want you to take Oh, thank you. Yes, yes, sir. Thank you. That's 63.33 right now with the donations. Now, the best way to do this is we've got 243. That's one. I mean, 247. That's one. How else did the money, the cash come? Somebody gave 100. So that's two. So that's 347. The two, got to remember two. All right. And then it was 40. That's three. What number is that? I mean, what, it was 347, I said? Uh -huh. That's 387 now with three. Okay. And then it's um, 68 books. All right. So 68. Now you got to do that math because I'm, I'm remembering three here. 687 is what it was. 687 plus. She's doing her head. She's not having a cash. All right. Anything else? The cash. All right. So here we go. No, no. I said 100. How much you said? 755. All right. Now, and this is less than a week. Let's go. That's four. So what you're going to do, I'm going to mute my mic.
Okay, at that number. No, no, don't, don't say that out loud. Now you're gonna take that and divide it by seven four by eleven. Take that number divided by eleven. The can you give me that number? <coughs> the average donation that I've received for running for president is $110.91. Okay. That's the average donation from the average donor. Why am I telling you this? The internet, no, forget the relationship right now. Are we on the internet? Y'all do know I'm a 37-year-old kid from Galveston, Texas. I need y'all to process that for a second. If it were not for the internet, it wouldn't be a dime raised. I'm trying, I'm trying to make somebody understand something. I'm trying, I'm trying to make you understand something. There is no reason why I'm averaging over $100 per person. Okay? And we left out some numbers. We left out the teacher numbers. That doesn't even matter. No reason why I'm averaging $100 per person. No reason. The only way that's possible is because everybody knows Tiffany's not joking. Although that's, that might be true, though. That might be true. That might be true. Shannon says that's true. All right. Shannon says that's true. The only reason that's possible is because of the internet. There's no other reason. We ain't even made phone calls yet. And Galveston ain't near Baltimore, is it? Some of y'all don't even know what Galveston is. You got to use Google Maps, <laughs> Google Earth, to figure it out. You know, you know, you know where it's at. 50,000 people in Galveston. 50,000 people. Look, trust the internet. Okay? It's not going nowhere. Before we go further, I'm about to get, on, I'm about to get Thomas Wilson's question. But before we go further, you need to apply to everything Tim said through the internet, period, point blank. If you don't want to do that, then find you a business that doesn't need the internet, like giving horses enemas. What? Oh, that's a real job. Or giving birth to cows. Don't really need the internet for that stuff. What's the point? No internet, hard labor. 30 jobs. Iceberg, let me hear from you. Hey, how you doing, everybody? Pretty a well, key, <laughs> A couple of key points that's really being hit upon. I'm really just echoing a lot of things being said, but before I, I mean, echo those thoughts, I, I think the biggest problem that we have as business owners is we think we're the teachers. And we're not the teachers, we're the students. And when you understand you're a student, you'll be open to listening and learning. And your customers are always teaching you the problem is that we think we master something we're not, because without them, there is no business. And that's what took place with Blockbuster and all those other companies. They forgot they were students. And two things we need to realize that you're never gonna have control over. Time and change, those two things are consistent. 
So either you get ahead of the wave or you get lost in the wave. And I'll pause right there. I like it. I sure appreciate you. Head of the way or lost in the way. Almost be a campaign slogan. Good. All right, Tim, let me throw something back to you real quick. What would you say about establishing relationships online and how they correlate to money in the bank account? From your experience and the way you operate your own business, businesses, uh, how nonprofits or us is not profitable. It's not profitable. Let's clap for that. It's not profitable. It is. It is. She's landed some contracts. She's landed some contracts. She's landed some contracts. Anyway, in your experience, what's the correlation between relationships online and relationships with money in your bank account? In this day and age, it's the same. I can't build. I can't build a successful business in 2019 and not have some online presence and not just dropping my product, but engaging with people and answering questions and taking time out for them. Um, you have to plant a seed somewhere. No, like nobody knows. <laughs> who you are right so they're not just gonna buy your product they're, they they want to buy you first they want to know who you are and what you stand for and how you think about certain things and how you react to certain situations people ask me about things that are not nonprofit related all the time just to just get to know me more so if I'm not building those relationships and if I'm not <clears throat> engaging with my audience online then why would they buy from you why would they um engage with you why would they spend with you so if i'm not engaging and we learned this with <coughs> ats business university if we weren't engaging with people we weren't making money if we weren't engaging with people, we weren't enrolling people and we weren't making money. So it's the same. You have to build relationships online or in person if you want to make it. Or hire someone that will do it for you. <laughs> but you still need that relationship building regardless. Yeah, I got that. That's once again, you can't separate the internet from business. You can't. You can't no more. It was, it's, remember when the telephone came out? Some of y'all do. Or when it was affordable for the common person. Okay? Could you celebrate, I mean, excuse me, could you separate business from the telephone? No. It was impossible. It was impossible. Even if you were a door-to-door -door salesperson that didn't use the phone, your customer that you just got their attention could then be interrupted by the ringing phone. Can't separate. The number two thing she said, respect others. 
Okay, I'm gonna ask a tough question here. Let's let's get out of let's let's shift this real quick. Respecting others is how your brand treats people. We're gonna say that for right now. That's not what it means, but that's the angle we're gonna take. Okay. Now, before I say anything, I'm gonna let Tempest say something right there because I saw she had 50 things pop up in her head when I said that. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, I was trying not to mention this, but it's it's loud in my ear when you say respecting is how your brand treats people. I can't cannot say it. So <clears throat> I've talked about this before and I'm not being disrespectful. These people are not even on this call. But Maui was a huge lesson for me in respect and how your brand treats other people. <clears throat> we were at a conference that did not go the way it was pitched. Like everything that they said was going to happen did not happen. It was a struggle to get there. And once we got there, we were treated like, I don't know. I don't want to say it, but I'm going to say it. We were treated like trash when we got to Maui by the host event, by the host of the event. And it put a very sour taste in my mouth regarding <clears throat> those people in particular. And it kind of made have a bad taste in my mouth about Maui. Thankfully, Pamela Norris changed that narrative. But when I think about the host or when I see them post on Facebook or when they send an email now, it reminds me <laughs> that I can't, I, not only can I not do business with you, I can't even allow your energy around me personally because of how your brain made me feel not only when you were in the room, but when you left the room and when we were on a plane back to Houston, how I still felt. So now when I see someone respectfully say, we're going to do a mastermind at a destination, I'm already not interested because of how a brand treated me almost a year ago now because of how the lack of respect we got happen i'm now carrying that on with other people and i'm probably missing out on opportunities but the sour taste in my mouth from the disrespect that the brand represented i can't let it go so now now i mean it's a good thing now i get to go back to maui and really enjoy maui with a different perspective but at first it was not a good experience I don't want to go back to that resort because that's just how bad things happen. That's how bad things were because their brand said, we don't care about you. We just wanted your money. And that's how I felt the entire time. So if that's you, if that's, you and you're trying to throw an event or you're trying to sell a product or a service just stop right now because you are ruining your brand you are ruining your reputation and for the life of me, i cannot shake it 
because every time I see them, every time I see their name, I feel what I felt in Maui. And what I felt in Maui was pure disrespect for like five days straight. Because they asked questions <laughs> about how we felt, but didn't bother to listen. Yeah. It's all facts. It's all facts. I actually unfollowed all of them. <clears throat> yeah, just because I didn't want you to mess up my mood. So it's all good. It's all good. I respect others. Your brand needs to make people feel a certain way. Yes? Yes. Yeah. All right. I'm going to ask the question, how many of you concentrate on this? And all of you are going to say me, and you'll be wrong, okay? How many of you intentionally concentrate on it and adjust to the feedback? It's a whole different question. How many of you want your brand to come off well and then you get feedback and you adjust? Now, I'm going to tell you what this company looks like. This company is always changing and it's an uncomfortable company to be in. It's winning, but you don't get to relax. <laughs> you, can't, you can't relax. Things change every day. Every single day, things change. There's no, there's no comfort zone. Changes every day. Here you go, Tony, with another GD meeting. Yes. <laughs> you know, my nerves. And Sam, just tell you. That's how it looks. It's always changing. Always changing. Now, I'm going to rephrase the question. And I'm not, if you say yes, me, I'm not going to deny you. I'm going to believe you. But I want you to be honest with yourself before you jump out here and walk down the pirate's plank. How many of you care intentionally are deliberate about how your brand makes people feel, which means you are adjusting your entire company around that feedback? Who among you can say that you're doing this? Okay. Okay. I had a set. I had a. I had a. I had a. I was talking to someone this morning, and I had to say, "Well, I, I cussed." But I had to say, "You know, you're a piece of garbage, right?" But it wasn't garbage that I said. I did, and I did, and this was a counseling session, by the way. You know, you're a piece of garbage, right? I said, now, truth, we all are, but you, most certainly, you're, 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 you're much bigger because you have convinced yourself that everybody wrong but you. Now, here you are getting all this feedback and thinking the feedback is not your seeds. 
You can't have feedback unless there's a seed. It's equivalent to getting a water hose, standing next to a mirror, and then putting the water hose on full blast with your nose one inch away from the mirror. Whatever seeds come out the water hose is the feedback coming off that mirror. If the water is wet, so is your face. And Jerome ready. Come on, Jerome. <laughs> <laughs> Antonio, I gotta I gotta say something on what you talking about right now. Oh come on, you gonna help somebody. <laughs> I went to work Wednesday and Thursday to teach. I went in this morning to take the paperwork from Wednesday and Thursday's meeting to scan in to send to the main office. When I went in Wednesday, I arrived at the site at 6 a.m. with my breakfast in hand, meaning I had to stop by McDonald's and order it and have it ready for class. By 7 a.m., I have eaten, have everything set up for class, and I'm ready to register and teach my students who aren't supposed to be there until 8 o'clock. So I'm an hour ahead of time, ready to teach and do it all. When I start registering the students halfway through, the person who's running the building said, your class isn't in this room. It's in the other room. And I got 16 students on top of that for whatever reason, all of their data inside the computer was incorrect. So as I was registering them on the spot, I had to correct it on paper and put it in the computer. Needless to say, instead of starting at 8.30 like I was supposed to, I didn't start until nine o'clock. I was not happy. I did not share that concern with my students. It wasn't their fault. And I didn't share it with my company because I was behind the eight ball because I had to teach. The next morning, three people showed up for the class today on Thursday who, for my company. And I'm saying, no, that, that there's a mistake here. And the young man drove all the way from DC and that wonderful rush hour Houston traffic is like DC. And with three people and he was lit fit to be tied. I ended up assisting him getting him on the right track and started my class late again. Had an appointment yesterday evening, came home and said, I'll scan this paperwork today. So I went in today, not getting paid to scan the paperwork and could not do it. Wi-Fi, computer to printer, nothing worked. Not even USB, right? I typed up a letter last night saying to them, I took care of these problems, which weren't my problems, Okay, and blah, 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 blah. And then when I got to the last paragraph, Antonio, you're gonna like this. I said to them, I don't want you to miss the, the impassioned feeling that I have with my frustration because I feel like a second class citizen because I'm doing things that I didn't create. I'm fixing problems that I didn't start and don't know who started them, but because I represent your company, I'm doing that. And then I said this, Antonio, the reason I'm going through this might even be my own fault <laughs> because of my emotions and everything that I'm going through. I said, let me do this for the future. 
instead of this happening, I'm going to start documenting everything that happens before, during, and after this exercise for the future so I can have clarity because I know when people are upset and frustrated like I am right now, we get emotional. And when we're emotional, we are not always clear. I want to be clear. I want to be factual. So as we move forward, because it could actually be my fault that this is happening to me. And I want to make sure going forward that I have clarity, which was my way of saying to them, that stuff that's behind us, I'm going to leave it behind. But as I move forward in the future, I'm going to document. Because see, here's what's interesting about the owner of this company. If he knew that I went through what I went through over the last three days, he would have, Antonio, he'd be like you, dog. He would be done. I'm dealing with people between me and him, and I'm trying to get their attention to help them understand you keep apologizing, but you keep treating me the same way, and I keep letting you do that. So guess what I'm going to start doing? I'm going to start documenting everything because I'm going to take responsibility for what I do. The question is, are you going to take responsibility for what you do? But I didn't threaten them, none of that, but I said, you know what? It could even be my fault. Let me do that. So I had to share that because that happened to me just before I came on the call. I left there to come back to get me because I can tell Daryl tell you he's on the call. I had to cut his call short to take care of that. And I said, I'll catch you after the call today. Actual true fact, we got to check ourselves because guess what? We could be the problem as well and not the other folks out there. Thank you, sir. Yes, sir. That's true. You're absolutely right. Absolutely right. Ted, did you want to say something there? No? Okay. She said no. She ain't, she ain't done dragging, y'all. She just passed up on this one. She said the drag is too small. She wants a, another larger one. And the truth is, it was all your fault, Jerome. Your vibration was all off. Even if it's good stuff, it's all your fault. Everything, everything comes back to you. You are the center of your joy. You are the center of your vortex. You're also the center of your BS. Okay? Anything around you is drawn from you. Okay? <clears throat> Always. Good stuff. This is how we take feedback and if it's a if it's the majority or a little bit above the majority, we make changes immediately. Now some of you, you know, some of y'all are just complainers. You just find every reason to complain. You do. You do. You never you you, you got complaints on your Facebook. And you got complaints and this, 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 and that, right? And we still listen to them. Because sometimes your complaints are valid. Some of you, some of y'all, you just like to add. Whatever was just said, let's just add. No, I mean, let me say this. Boom, you add. Some of you, you know, just, you're genuine. But all of you are equally correct. So we take the feedback. <clears throat> How many times has the business university changed since you've been here? Mm. Well, you have to answer out loud. Think about that. And a lot of these changes, you don't even see. They just in the back office. <laughs> Shannon said 50 million. <laughs> 50 million. We are kids. She ain't lying. Soon as we see something, we change it immediately, and it don't be no meeting. 
It'd be out of me and Tempest going, all right, it's happening this way from now. <laughs> <laughs> we don't got no change meeting. It don't take too long. It's wrong. Don't do too much like church meeting. You just sit there, you change for two hours, and you leave, and nothing happens. You know, and I ain't got no time for that. We just say, this is what it is. Since you want the promise at the end of the rainbow, this is what it is. I sure hope you stay. I sure hope you stay. But the customer is doing this here. You know, remember when we first started? It was, and you froze. You froze, Antonio. You froze. You froze. Can you hear me now? Remember all that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, 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 no. I don't do that no more. All of them got to call in. All of them. Look. All of them, just in case you're doing something on your lap. As soon as, as soon as Tiffany taught me, what she taught me earlier, but apparently I ain't listened that day. <laughs> if I let her tell it, if I let her tell it, if I let her tell it, I ain't listened that day, okay? And she gone, that's her story, so that's the story. That's how I work around here. When it's her story, that's the official story, okay? But now all of them calling. Just hold over the microphones right now. They got to call in. Why? Because this is a product. This is a product. This is an end user experience. And Michelle can't go, oh, I got that. But no. no. You can do it, but we cannot. You understand? This is one of the many changes. <clears throat> so many different changes. Change after change after change. It's Good Friday, as Tiffany said. We, we train that. Mm-hmm. We don't cancel unless we have to. And if you're in the mastermind, that's tonight too. Yes, it is. You, you, you can go to church after we after we grow your business. And you can go see them seven preachers preaching. Okay? Yeah. We, we, we in. We in. I see all y'all there. We change. We get the we get the customer feedback. We respect your feedback. Here's the most fantastic part about it, Jerome. We change immediately. Change immediately. Immediately. We'll fool around to operate on a Monday in the morning, and Monday afternoon is completely different. Now, <clears throat> that makes for a very uncomfortable company. But winning is always uncomfortable. Winning is uncomfortable. If you want if you want to if you want to win the Olympics, you got to go through four years of uncomfort. Four years of uncomfort, then go to the Olympics for two weeks, then do your prelims, semifinals, and then so you can cheer. If, if you're a sprinter, you practice four years for nine seconds. Come on. Antonio. Yes, as I, Antonio, as I was typing that email today, you know what I said to myself? The, mm-hmm. the ATS University, the training I've gotten over the last year from you guys is what allowed me to type that email, send it with a smile, and know that I was making progress and not just complaining about the way I was being treated or what was going on. And I said to myself, wow. Wow. Because the bottom line was, I'm saying, hey, guys, I'm part of your organization. Treat me with value. And on top of that, if they don't treat 
treating it with value. When I have my time, I'm treating it with value. And ultimately, guess what? Jerome's going to succeed. And when Jerome succeeds, I can choose to leave that other thing and move completely on. And they don't even recognize that. They need to recognize my value because you've taught me, Antonio T. Smith, how to recognize my value. And I thank you. Well, you're very welcome. I sure appreciate you. Very welcome. Antonio. Oh, yes, sir. <laughs> I'm not supposed to be talking. That's why I'm kind of low, low, low. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, give it to us. Yeah, I'm going to give it to you, brother. Um, yesterday, I was talking to some people about the ATS Business School and, the, um, you know, the, the beta phase that we're in on everything else. <clears throat> and the one thing that I kept telling them that impressed me and keep, keep pushing me is the changes. It is the next time we talk, y'all have gotten data from data from somewhere that you've identified that has changed. And we change with what's going on. And when I was sitting at the mm. table, that's not even what we were talking. That's not what we met for. But I had I told you I was going to that meeting. I'm putting it in there. I was going to put mm -hmm. it in there. So when I was talking to them, I said the thing I love about it is because I because I know my assignment. You know, I want to go catch up on much as I could. So I'm looking at old teachings from, you know, from stuff I didn't. I wasn't around, and I'm hearing the changes as it happens. And I was telling my son, his best friend, the other day. They both have college degrees, and so I was plugging them in on some of the stuff that we're doing. And I said this in the nicest way I could. I said, but man, do y'all realize y'all's degree is getting old right now? Like what you learned, like right now, they both, one has a business degree, the other one had, my son has a marketing and all. I said, your degree is expiring, dude. It's getting old as you sit here. As you chill today, your degree is getting older. When you wake up tomorrow, your degree is older. I said, what I like about what we're doing is cutting edge every week. And so that's what I've been telling people about. Cause I was wondering how can I, and that's what really got me is I love logging on because Tempest, you, Deanna, Gray, somebody's going to tell us something that changed that the average person doesn't know. Mm. I got loud. I got loud. Let me get out of here. Mm. <laughs> mm. He ain't supposed to be talking. He, he in Roshan prison right now doing prison ministry. Can't even talk. He talking. Nah, he not doing that job. <laughs> Wow, your degree is getting old right now. Right now. Two things happened between, I haven't even told my team yet. I haven't even told y'all, but I witnessed it. I witnessed it from Grace and I witnessed it from Deanna and I ain't even said nothing. But I'm going to tell you right now, I ain't even told Tempest, there's something I witnessed. Grace signed up someone for the Bureau a week ago or two weeks ago. No, it wasn't two weeks. It wasn't two weeks ago. Last week, it's last week. And they've been talking, been talking, et cetera. That's chest time too. Been talking. And then they called yesterday. It was yesterday. Yeah, your coach was yesterday. Called yesterday. They said, hey, man, I'm so sorry for tripping. You, you, man, Melissa, I am so learning so much. I got Friday off. It was yesterday, it was Thursday. I got Friday off. And I want to do a lot of studying and stuff. He said, good. Then he dropped a bombshell on me that I was just listening to, Tempest. I didn't even say nothing. It was, it was, it was Grace and them conversation, but I didn't say nothing. He said, man, put me on street phone. He put me on street phone. I just want to thank y'all because the last people took my money, like all the time, 
It was an insurance company. They was on me about being a customer. As soon as I became a customer, I can't never get in touch with them. And this man then called us nine times in seven days. Nine times in seven days. Now, I'm serious. I'm not even exaggerating. And one of them times I had, had, I had, I had to give it to him. Hey, 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 watch it now, right? I'm, I'm serious, draw. I ain't lying. I ain't lying. And it dawned on me, okay, that was smart. Didn't think nothing of it. I didn't think nothing of it, Jerome, until Law called this morning, called Deanna. Law called Deanna. It was 8 o'clock here. Mm-hmm. Law called Deanna at 8. I just, I want y'all, I want y'all to peep this out. I, I love this here, Liddell. I just finished your SEO class. We taught that class a long time ago. Oh. That class over a year ago. I just finished the SEO class and I had some questions. And he perceives it. Now I don't hear what he said, but I hear her answer these questions. Oh no, you, you, you take your long stream and you do this and she's going on, she's doing all this here. She's doing this here, you know, she's uh, in the conversation. And then he goes, oh my gosh, thank you so much. I heard that. And then they hang up. And I went, we ain't even got work started yet. We, we get here, we, we start about 7.38. But we was kind of a little late this morning. And she was available for a customer with cutting edge information, like Liddell said. But she didn't just teach him what she taught. She taught him the new changes that have come into effect since he last taught it. She said, how you got all that intimidating conversation? I'll be listening. Active, actively listening to superpower. <clears throat> now, I want you to process that information. That's an uncomfortable company to be in. A bladder fool. <laughs> She's still thirsty from the residue toothpaste in her mouth. Oh, I don't, toothpaste makes me thirsty. I don't know about y'all. It makes me, I want to drink something. You know, we, we ain't eat yet. We ain't do nothing. We ain't do nothing. We wouldn't pack up. You know, and, and the kids is here because ain't no daycare open on no Good Friday. You understand? Well, maybe one of y'all's. But down here in the Bible Belt, ain't nothing open. Ain't nothing open but liquor store. That's it. <laughs> Serving spirits to other people. That's it. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> it's different in the Bible Belt. I'm telling you, it's much different. But that's an uncomfortable company to be in. This is what Dale said in the chat. Yes, that's the difference. We are grateful, fam. It's a un- that's uncomfortable. I don't pay Deanna for that. I don't pay Grace for that. I just while y'all were talking, I just posted. I just I just Daryl had me go look at something. I just looked at it and I got some names. And I just posted a lineup. I need five people onboarded today. It was nice. It would mean it was Antonio. This is what I need. Ain't no question mark after this. I'm sending it to everybody. I wanted to say, don't reject me, but you know, I left that out of there because everybody growing up and they good. Got that got that high level of awareness. Ain't no rejection. Ain't no shout out to Michelle for no rejection. Ain't no rejection. Wow. Right? <laughs> and they all responded back, I'm available, I'm available, I'm available. So before this call ends, they'll have five different phone numbers. 
to onboard some people we just brought in um, for one of the big deals that Daryl's doing. But we need them to get the full customer's experience service that we do so it can be duplicated. So they too can talk like Liddell just talked, but that's respecting others. Tempest, mm -hmm. back to you. What would you add right here in your own experience with your two profitable companies? You got more than that, but you know, the two main ones, Nonprofits Us and ATS. In your own experience, from everything I said, from everything you know, what would you add here about respecting others? I don't think I would add anything. I think Liddell said everything that needed to be said about it. And then you did say something earlier too. And I am perfect. And you know, so that's that's cool. I just want to see Shannon's face, facial expression when I said that. I just want to see her. and Tim's got the best facial expressions. We they're like emojis around here. They're emojis. Number three, numero tres. Fila numero tres. Row number three. You need to be open. Now I'm going to take a different approach on this one. I'm going to take a different approach on this one. It's going to sound like the approach I just took. But this time I'm going to talk about mentor feedback. Not customer feedback. Mentor feedback. And if you don't have a mentor, people you respect around you feedback. Because we know you ain't listening to your customers because you already said that. Your customers, y'all you, said it. You said it when I asked earlier. You already said that. <laughs> but we know you ain't listening to your customers because your company ain't changing. We know that. <laughs> oh, no. You, you you didn't say anything. I, when, I got to, when I sent you those five names, we're starting the onboarding process today. And I'll just use you as an example of how much we change, adapt, and do. All this, we do a lot of unscalable things. That's really the, that's really the success behind having a successful company and taking your company to seven, eight, and nine figures. You want to scale up. But while scaling up, and this now, this is mentor feedback. Hear me, mentor feedback. While you're scaling up and making everything run automated and cookie cutter so you can grow fast, bring people in, you still want to do unscalable things. I'll give you a great example. Dave, unmute your mic for me. I'll give you a great example. If you're not in the truck or something, unmute your mic for me. Dave Warren Taylor, you might can't hear me. When he gets a chance, shoot him a text and tell him, tell him, I, tell him I want him to talk. He's a, he is a perfect example for what I'm about to say. So I'll keep going, and then we'll see if he's available to talk. He might be saving somebody's life or something. You want to be able to listen to mentor feedback, and I'm giving you one right now. You've got to do stuff that don't scale, like a thank you card. Like knowing Shannon's birthday is February 21st. 
Almost, I messed it up. <laughs> I gotta go in order to remember everybody. <laughs> the twentieth. All right. I got y'all. Let me tell you why I said twenty first because Don's birthday is March eleventh. I got I got a memory trick in which I do. I pulled the one from Don's birthday. Uh, it's March eleventh, right? All right. I ain't messed up twice in a row. Okay. Okay. I know Tempest's birthday. I also know when Tempest mourns her grandmother, it's the same time every year. Same time every year. Same time every year. She don't try to. But both her and I noticed last year her mom <clears throat> mourns with her. I didn't know that until last year. <clears throat> I did okay, you see, she, if y'all can't see it, she took her head, yes. You know how I, I knew it last year because her mom posted on Facebook. I don't think I was her mom friend until last year on Facebook, or maybe I was, but I didn't notice it until last year. These are unscalable things. You, you can't scale, okay, this week, take some pressure off the tempest. You can't scale that. Right? You can't. You just can't do that. Dave, you there? Yes, I'm here. Outstanding. Did you get an email from me? Uh, oh, you're driving. Don't you drive. No worries. You got one from me. Yeah, you you, okay. you got one from me, but you're driving. Please don't check it. Please don't check it. I have enough enough lawyers. Okay, cool. <laughs> That's it. We just, just went right there down. Now, Dave, I wasn't going to say nothing, but you're, it's such a, at 101 p.m., you got a, you got an email from me, okay? I wasn't going to say nothing. I wasn't. But Dave, let me thank you, because this, this is, this is point. I said something earlier, and then Dave disconnected and did something. Dave, tell us what you did. Don't, don't tell us the amount unless you want to, but tell us what you did. Um, I donated. You donated to what? The Red Cross? To the presidential <laughs> candidate. Well, our president. <laughs> All right. Okay. Yeah. Being part of the security team. Claiming that one. Security team. That's it. Claiming that one, brother. I got you. I got you. I got you. As much as you lift weights, you qualify. You qualify. Okay. <laughs> now, but here's what I did. Now that was really nice of him because I was I was saying I, I was in some of the president I was doing the, the numbers. The mother just know it was a very generous donation. Thank it was you, sir. a very generous donation. Yes, sir. It was a very generous donation. And what I did is I threw it back to Tempest and I typed him a personal email. I did, and it got to him by one oh one. Typed him a personal email, and I even made sure I wanted him to know it's personal. So I said in the email, Jerome, you didn't have to disconnect from the call to do it, but I'm glad you did. Because I didn't want, that's not something, you know, you don't copy and paste that and send it to everybody. You understand know what I'm saying? I wanted him to know that this is being written right now. That is doing things that are unscalable and that's respecting others. And everyone who has donated has gotten a handwritten email from me. 
And I, yes, you know, you're welcome. I appreciate you. And I want to copy and paste it so bad, Jerome. I do. I do. The, the egotistical narcissist in me wants to do it. The smart, savvy savant that knows technology is supposed to make my life is easier is supposed to do it. I want, I'm telling you, I got, I got like five different sides of me that wants to do it, but I refuse. I'm just not doing it. I'm just, I'm just not doing it. I'm making sure that I'm typing each one each time. You do things that don't scale. Now, the, the, the customer won't see that, but the universe will. You know what I'm saying? All right, let's move on to number three. I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to save y'all from the the drag that Tempest may do. You need to be open. No, no, because you you put your weight on this one. You was teaching it. All right, let's go to the audience real quick. Someone tell me the why you need to be open in your business right now or how you've been practicing being open in your business right now. Deanna first. You have to be open in your business because there's no way, like you said earlier, listen, you said you listen to your customers and you make the change immediately. You can listen all day, every day, but if you're not open, you won't make the change. You have to be open to listen to your customers. You have to be open to the change, and then you have to be willing to do the change. You have to be open to the new ideas. You have to be open to the different ways of business, as well as be open to the fact that things are different. You can't do what you did yesterday to get ahead tomorrow. So that's, that's why you need to be open. Absolutely. Someone else? I think you need to be open because if you are not open, because I speak from left brain all the time. If you are not open, that means you're closed. And if you are closed, that means you are out of business and you are not open to receive money. That's all I had to say. Well, oh, my camera's off. Well, yeah, I heard it. You're walking over pennies telling the universe, hey, don't send me nothing yet. I'm walking over blessings in this season. Mm, 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 mm. Don't don't send me that new customer. I'm walking over customers in this season. Who else? Who else can define in your way how to be open? Or can give me an example how you've been open? Poor Michelle, she in there with my kid and another kid. They probably running around doing push-ups, jumping jacks, <laughs> playing marbles and jacks at the same Nobody. time. Nobody says it better than Tempest. What got you here won't take you there. Mm. That's it. That's it. That's absolute facts. That's absolute facts. There's a great book out there by Marshall Goldsmith. I actually got to share a stage with him in India. And boy, can he speak. He he can work a crowd. He can work a crowd. He is good. He was he was he was he was surprisingly good. You know, you know the, I find out in keynotes, the older you get, the better you get. I'm serious. It's, it seems to be, you know, when you've been doing it, yeah. age ain't got nothing to do with keynotes. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Them, them folks that got them years experience, when they when they talking, they real young. I'm telling you. They got the wisdom of someone old, but they energy come back. They needs get to moving real good. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just telling you. I'm just I'm telling you. When, when you do, when you're in your dreams, your body gets healing. 
Y'all ain't noticed that? That Daryl left arm all of a sudden got some rhythm in it and stuff. It's all loose. It's even his dream. Look, look at it. <laughs> look. Every time he get back in here, he gets some more flexibility going on. He does. He does. He does. He does. Because because we're connecting him back to his dreams, right? And he, and as soon as he started taking stages, he don't have no problems. He you know he don't have no problems at all. And, and I, I'm looking forward to that that great testimony as well. Let's see. Phil, you're a brilliant man. Why would you say, in your own way, own experience, or what have you done lately, just however you want to come, why would you say we should be open in business? The greater the sea of knowledge, the wider the shore of the unknown. The more you know, the more you know you don't know. Yeah, I heard him. And just like Tempest, Shows up, shows out, leaves. <laughs> Honestly, now my favorite. Oh, I should have said that. Shannon. <laughs> I knew it. You said it. I knew it. Everybody heard. I can't read it. Okay. Okay. Let, I, I get to say something that Brian read in chat first to, to, to act like I ain't never said this. Can't unmute. But I think you need to be open because transparency is what's selling right now. That's fact. Phil said something. Phil, this was way, this was like six months ago. I, I, I try to actively listen to being in tune with everyone. Phil was saying something about speaking in business and how the market has changed from keynotes to facilitating. Wow. He said he said it's like six months ago to an audience now want you to facilitate with them and not just speak to them the same old thing every time. They want to be involved and they want to know. He, he said that. It's, it's like six months ago. I promise you, somewhere six months ago. He, Phil, Phil, do you remember what you said? Sure. Today's yeah, audience. Yeah, Today's audiences don't want you to present, they want you to be present. And that's a subtle difference. And I use TV as the metaphor. We had soap operas, then we had talk shows, and today we have reality TV. In other words, today's audiences either wanna be the stars or they wanna be able to relate to the stars. So when you're up there, and excuse me being graphic, the show up and throw up, is over. Mm -hmm. You need yeah. to interact and and lift them up. Mm. Did I hear that? Mm -hmm. Now six months from now, I'm gonna say Phil said something. I remember, and I called on him to say it, and I said, "Bro," and y'all gonna be like, "I don't remember." And I'm telling you right now, I'm gonna remember this. Now, now let me let me be fair. I'm I'm just gifted with a good memory. That's the truth. It was just always been there. I am. However, I still pay very close attention to people and put that in. I try to put all their, everything I say in my head because I'm always trying to learn. And I know the best way to learn is from your market. The best way to learn. Now I can run around over her and act like I ain't said nothing. 
I don't know about all that. Don't say all that. Anybody say all that? Anybody say all that? And I don't know what Tim somehow we heard that. If you can, glasses, tell us in a high level of awareness the importance of being open. Okay. So um for me, being open means to allow movement. If I have this water, the movement in the bottle is limited right now. And what's in it is not able to get out to do whatever it needs to do. When I drink it, I have water in my body that's helping my bodily functions. I can throw the plastic in the recycle bin and it can go do something else great too. But that only happens if I open the bottle. So, and that's, that's only true for this bottle because what's in it is not bad. Can you imagine being in business or just being in life and you're closed and what's inside of you is toxic, is harmful, is kind of deteriorating your inside, either it's your mind or your body. Can you imagine what that does? But if you were to open it up, just open it up and allow some movement, some, some unrestricted movement, taking the limits off movement. It all has to go somewhere. And when it escapes, even the good stuff, good stuff, bad stuff, when it escapes, you're left better. You're left stronger. You're left wiser. You're left profitable. But if you stay closed, and you keep whatever good or whatever bad you have within, then that's all you'll ever have is what you're withholding. Let it go. The good, the bad, the indifferent. When you open it up and allow it to flow out, everything goes where it needs to go. And then you're able to move. You're able to receive. You're able to get rich. You're able to do everything you want to do. But if you remain closed, this water will stay in this bottle forever. If I never open it five years from now, if I don't throw it away, it'll be sitting here and it'll be this water in this bottle. Never helped my body, never recycled to help the earth, just still water in a bottle. Gotta move. And for me, when I opened up, when I unzipped, that's what I did. I allowed movement. It wasn't always good. Wasn't always bad, but I am more prosperous today because I took the top off my bottle. And because she met me, that's you know what I'm saying. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm just joking. <laughs> yeah, y'all gotta understand our relationship. It 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 makes sense. It makes sense. That was beautiful. That was beautiful. It inspired me to tip us. I'm gonna ask you almost the same question in a different manner. You had a, actually, you know what? Let's do it this way. Let's not talk about you. Let's talk about me. Nobody knows me better than you. I have moments to where, and it, uh, who knows, maybe the pressure gets too hard or the criticism gets too frequent, whatever. Uh, who, any reason. And it forces me to close up. Explain to all of us, I have no idea what she's going to say. It can't be good. 
<laughs> explain to all of us what happens to me when I close up, and more importantly, what happens to any company that I'm active in when I close up. When you close up, um, you are, you're quiet already, but you're different quiet. You're like, um, I don't know how to explain it. You're quiet and you are, just your energy is off. And because, well, I can speak for me, because I know you so well, I can feel when you're when you have turned your switch off and it just feels like I don't know it just feels weird it's a weird feeling um what happens to the companies is just at a standstill because it's like if the leader is not okay then the fruit of the leader is not okay and then it's not just the companies, it's the people that we reach are also not okay. But I noticed that, you didn't ask this, but we kind of talked about it yesterday. I noticed that when you are off, your kids are off, particularly Ashton, because he feeds off of you so much that if you're not okay, he's not okay. And I noticed that when you're not okay, um, Ashton tends to cling around you more because you are his energy source. So if father is not okay, son can't be okay. And if leader is not okay, <laughs> companies can't be okay. And the people who are impacted by the companies aren't okay. So I, I don't know why you're asking this, so I'll turn it on other people. If you are in business, or let's take it out of business. If you are in life and you are not okay, then you have to ask yourself, what else am I infecting that I'm not okay? If I'm toxic, like Shannon just said, who else am I putting that toxic energy out on? And then they have to take that energy and they go out in the world and it affects more than just you. So that's why it's important kind of full circle back to what Shannon said earlier in the call. It's important for us to get up and have a routine. It's important for us to meditate or whatever it is that helps you connect with source, that helps you connect within because you're not okay because you're not connected to who you're who you are. You're connected to an outside source, not your inner source. So it's important that if you're not, you know, if you're not okay, you shouldn't be touching your legacy at that moment. Right? You shouldn't be infecting your legacy at that time. If you're not okay, maybe I shouldn't focus on my business. Maybe that's the universe saying. I need to go within and connect with who I'm supposed to be. But the problem is we take our bad mood and our bad energy and go to work, go want to create something, 
want to post something and it doesn't get the desired results because of the energy that we put into it. So all that to say, when you're not okay, things are not okay. And it's okay not to be okay. Just know what to do when you're not okay. And that's not trying to force something that's getting yourself right. You just taught me so much about Ashton. Duh, always listen to me. A word. And there you have it. My, my Lord and Savior, Tempest, Tempest Smith. I am right. not your Lord and Savior. No, sir. I am not on no cross for nobody. <laughs> I do understand that. Now, Tempest brought up something that I have put. If you notice, every time I repost this, I keep reposting the things she taught because I know people are coming in or dropping out and the chat restarts. So I keep reposting for people to see. And I put that morning meditation at the bottom because Shannon said it and the Tempest has brought it up. So I'm going to be obedient to the energy and we'll skip four and five and we'll stick on this morning meditation because when Shannon said it, it's way earlier, it's an hour ago. It's beginning. She has so much energy off what she said. To the point where I don't even remember what she said about morning meditation, and it wasn't even that big of a deal. But apparently, both me and Tempest caught it because the energy off of it when she said it was strong. And the first thing it made me think about is wow, that's so powerful for business. And I'll tell you two things I thought about immediately, and then we'll open it up for the last 15 minutes. First thing I thought about in the morning meditation was a morning meeting for your business. A morning meeting is equivalent to morning meditation. Mm. Medication simulates harmony in the body. Meditation creates harmony in the body. A business meeting in the morning creates harmony in the business with the goals and with the bosses. Mm-hmm. Um, when she said that, I went, wow, that's, that's, that's crazy. I never thought about that, but it's crazy that that actually applies to business. And the second thing I thought about when this is more in the heart and line of harmony is that you have to be smart enough to not be too busy to meditate. Mm-hmm. And I thought about that because every now and then, well, more than every, about 50 50, I get too busy to have that morning meeting around here. But I'm never too busy to meditate. But you know what? 50 50, lately, I've been too busy to meditate. Just jump up, and I and I end up having to meditate when I get here, or on the on the car ride down here to that'll drive. On a car ride down here, but not for the four hours before I even leave because I wake up real early. How much more? How how much more productive would my mornings be? Because I'd be up at three, grinding. 
But essentially, without meditation, since I believe in it and it creates harmony, from three to seven, I might as well be asleep because I'm touching stuff like Tempest just said with a bad vibration. So now I got to spend from seven to 11 to undo what I just did from three to seven. So effectively, I'm starting work at 12. I'm trying to help somebody today. I might, I should just stay asleep until 12, Jerome. Should have. Because it ain't doing nothing. Meditation is important. Those are two things I came up with when Shannon was talking. <clears throat> Tempest, <clears throat> give us something that you would think about with meditation, and then we'll open it up to the audience. Um, for a while, I've been struggling with what's the best meditation, and I keep trying things. Me and Shannon had a conversation about it. I keep trying things, and it just don't feel right. And I just noticed I, when I wake up in the morning, I enjoy just being quiet and being still right where I am, and that. That helps. I get answers that way. I get peace that way. Um, I don't know. I don't always, I don't know how to meditate, but I do it my way. Some days I listen to something, some days I don't. Some days I read something, some days I don't. So I would say just don't try to fit yourself inside of a box. Just let whatever comes to you be your meditation for the day. But just do do something to fill you up before you have to go out and pour out so much to everybody. You can't pour from an empty cup. That's not effective. <laughs> no, no shade. <laughs> no shade. <laughs> I didn't mean like that. No shade to anybody. You can't pour. I can't give you what's not in me, so I have to make sure I am okay first before I... That was an inside joke, y'all. We know somebody. It wasn't a joke. I didn't mean it. I'm sorry. Okay. Anywho. The last last section of the class. Y'all tell us, what do you get from meditating and how that applies to business? Now, to be the, if you do, if you don't meditate, still apply to business. Go ahead, Grace. I've been meditating lately. I'm like Tempest. I I didn't know how to put that in the words, but she just did. I don't know how to meditate, but I do it my way because I. It seems like every time I meditate, my mind ends up putting me to sleep. And but I I have one that I've been listening to called "Creating Abundance" by Deepak Chopra. I hope I'm saying his name right. So there's one, Yes. And every morning that I listen to it, it puts me in a calm state. And when I get here, I enjoy the day and I also get money. So <laughs> it, it, just, it puts me uh, in, in the state that I choose to be in, that I want to be in every day, a peaceful state, a happy state. Uh, because um, Eva Antonio or Deanna is always telling me, hey, you can't get prosperity from a tense body. So I've been doing that and it, it's really been helping me. Next person. Come now. All right, go ahead, Bianca. Oh, when I 
medit when I meditate before starting my day, I notice that <clears throat> my perception of the day is different. My perspective for the day is different. I'm more focused. I respond instead of react. I have a, I actually have a more calmer day and I'm more productive when I meditate. It it really just keeps me on a a nice level throughout the entire day. Good stuff. Earlier I posted a link concerning the presidential campaign. I'm not asking for money, but like I told Jerome earlier, I will certainly take it if he sends it. I will take all of it, but that's not the point here. The point here is I started off the class with it because I knew what Tim was going to talk about relationships and business. <clears throat> now, if you have a device where you can click that or wait afterwards, you're going to see something. If you don't, I'll tell you what you're going to see, and I want to show you something, because it takes fortitude to have relationships. It does. Some of y'all think y'all have relationships. You don't. You're a primary aggressor abusing people. You don't have relationships. You're an abuser. It's the only relationship because you get to control them. If you ask the person that you're controlling, they wouldn't call it a relationship. Put it in business talk. Some of you CEOs think you have a team. But if I ask them team members, does it feel like a team? They'll tell me no. On that page, I think it is intentionally, I'm intentionally starting something. Intentionally, huh? Yeah, you can say screen if you want to. I mean, I'm that, that, that'd be cool. She's gonna say her screen. Now, I'm not starting something of, of conflict, I'm starting something of prosperity, something that should have been done a long time ago. First off, this good looking white guy here that's a good looking brother, ain't he? That beard, I'm telling you. Yeah, as soon as I get that kind of gray hair, it's going down. Oh, man, he got gray hair muscles. I wouldn't wear no shirts if I was him. <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. I'd be right at college campus. No shirt on. That's what I'm trying to tell you right there. Look at him. That's a good-looking brother. Then a lady. And then you see this nice black lady with Tempest glasses on. You scroll down some more. And the brother, not now stop right here quick. You saw up top was two let's just say European fist. It's not necessarily white. Could be any ethnicity from Europe. Uh, of a certain, you know, demographic. United. Yes. And then here you see all of Africa united. Yes? Uh-oh. Then you see pride united. Yes? Mm -hmm. Go ahead. And then you see Latino united. And then Native Americans united. Go all the way up to the top, Deanna. Now, 
I understood. I was telling Tempest yesterday and Deanna and Grace. I said, now somebody's going to, they're going to come and see this page. And the first thing they're going to see is their cognitive dissonance and their programming. Okay. Actually, unshare your screen quick. I want them to see me while I say this. But get ready to share your screen again. I want them to see me. As a matter of fact, you got to share your screen again. I'm going I'm to I'm read it. I want y'all to see me when I say this here because it needs to be said. It needs to be said. You're going to, all of you right now, you saw this with the current programming you have. Current program. I'm, a, I'm free. I'm a free thinker. I don't have anything controlling me but the pursuit of perfection. It took a long time to get there. Some of you with a strong religious background had a major problem with that pride flag. You did. Some of you who have a certain strong stance on immigration has a certain problem with the Latino heritage going on. Some of you may be carrying guilt. I don't know. Probably with the Native Americans. But some of you just been so programmed by the media to see anybody black with Africa on them. Makes you tense up. And I understood this. I understood that when I was, yes, I understood that when that happened, when people see my page, their program was going to kick in. I get it. Mm -hmm. But how dare I say, rise of the 97%, and I'm out here, you're 97%, and I'm choosing which 97% that is. I don't get to choose what's in the 97%. They most certainly chose to exclude you, though. But I don't get to choose. I don't. You know what I thought about last night? I thought about doing a I thought about doing a rally at a KKK function. I did. I'm serious. I honestly thought about befriending someone in the KKK and literally doing a rally at a KKK function. I really did. I really did. I did. I did. I don't get to choose from ninety seven percent. I don't. You do understand that. If I win, I don't get to choose who I represent. And neither do I get to say 97% and exclude folk. That's intentional with relationships and relationships and business. You understand? Yeah. I posted that earlier because I want you to understand something. I can boldly do that and say that because my brand transcends religion. It's all religion, not just yours, all of it. It transcends ideology and anything dogmatic. It does. It's my brand. If your brand is of traditional religion, then do you. My brand fits more of Genesis chapter 12, 1, 2, and 3. And all nations. All nations, not just the ones I like, Jerome. All nations. 
nations, even in Hebrew, all, all nations. In conclusion, before I make an announcement, the reason I brought that up is Tempest was teaching something very powerful. It's going to take a lot of courage. Some of y'all, some of you should be very nervous about this class because you were just challenged to build relationships with your business. And you know what? You don't like everybody out there. You don't. You think young folk are this or you think old folk are that. You don't like everybody out there. Come here, buddy. Let me see what you got. Okay. I'm about to end it anyway. Here, just watch me on this screen. Come on. Yeah, come on camera. He's trying to log in. He's trying to log in. I want you to know, swing your hat real quick, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) I I want you all to know that it's going to take a challenge for you to literally go after the customers you want because they don't look like you. No, they believe like you. It's going to be tough. But if you're not on fire for your brand, you can't do what I did. You can't. You can't be someone with church roots talking about gay people follow me. Think about that. Think, think about that. It's like 50 things wrong with that sentence if you come from a certain cloth. Remember that. It may not be as strong as violating or going against the grain of your church, but I promise you, I'm not against the grain of love. And most times, going with love is against the grain of whatever it is that you hold dear. We don't typically hold love dear. Next Wednesday, we'll put out the call information for you. And we'll help you promote the call as well. All of you are asked kindly to bring 10 people you care about to the Think and Grow Rich class. I'm going to open it up to the public. 10 people you care about. 10 people you care about. Don't go out there and market. That's not what we want. Go bring 10 people you love that can really use some help or that can really say, hey, I wish my kid could be a part of this. The 10 people you love, okay? 10 people you love. Maybe you know someone that has that's, that's a mom struggling with her child. That thing girl rich class will help, okay? Bring her in and maybe she'll know how to teach and, and speak to her child, whatever it may be. 10 people you love, bring them on the next Wednesday call at 7 o'clock Central Standard Time. And we're shooting for 70 people on that call, if everyone does it. Actually, if everyone does it, it'd be 250 people on the call. Yeah. Right. But we, we, we do understand that when you invite people, yeah. 20% of them go show up. Or maybe, maybe 40%. You know, they're going to be like, Phil, no, I'll be right there. I'll be right there, Phil. Five minutes later, they ain't there. Right. So we get it. We get the natural attrition rate. But we are, I believe Daryl said it best. We're not selling them. We're saving them. So bring 10 people you love. Ten people you love, no gimmicks, no games. Think about that you got a week, or not a week. You got five days to think about those names. And we're opening it up. Class costs money. It no longer does for the people you love. Wednesday, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time.
And oh, I'm sorry, I was gonna close that. Tempest, would you close that? <laughs> Thank you all so much for lending us two hours and two minutes of your Friday. We greatly appreciate each and every one of you. If you do celebrate or honor this Easter weekend, I ask that you all be safe, um, enjoy yourselves, and have a great weekend. Thank you for being with us. We appreciate you. See you Sunday. I want to talk to you about your goals and your dreams. What are you waiting for? You waiting for someone to dress you in success? Yeah, that's not going to happen. Life was meant to be about laughter, joy, and abundance. There's no shortage of money, and success is your moral obligation. But you're still in the thinking mode. Haven't quite worked your way to saying yes. It's time for you to work, grind. Your business needs you to move from a walk to a run. You have been praying for this opportunity. You've been waiting for owners who will look out for your best interest and send most of the money back into the field. Well, ATS is that company. This is what you have been praying for. So now it's on you. Will you care enough about your business to actually take all the freshman level classes? Will you care enough about your business to move towards the sophomore classes and beyond? Over here, we're giving away all the information that takes you to get the six and seven figures and beyond. Over here, we're not satisfied until 97% of our company is actually making money. We're not looking to get rich. We're looking to make you rich. And by default, we'll share an experience of that success with you. You will learn how to do all social media ads. Here, you will learn how to get on a sales call and convert energy into income. Here, you will learn how to code your own app for your business, set up your social media pages, and learn how to build million-dollar sales funnels. And we will give all that information to every single person who wants it. If you want to quadruple your retirement, this is the place. If you want to bring a customer into the company and have the company do most of the work for you to keep them paying you every single month, this is the place. If you want to benefit from the company's success, this is the place. If you want a company to email your customers money-making tips every single day that keeps them loyal to your downline, this is the place. You and I both know the world and how we used to make money, it has changed. You and I both know that all the tactics that you used to use to produce good results, they don't work the way they once did. How many people do you know that have not adjusted to this information age and now they are out of business? Ask yourself, how much more time do you have to waste and be out of business. Here's my advice to you. Stop passing up on opportunities because you're afraid to take another loss. Fear is the enemy of wealth and comfort is the repellent of millions. Will you answer the call? Or will you just get excited and be like, wow, this is a great video and do nothing. The choice is yours. Let us celebrate your retirement. Let us celebrate your millions. Let us celebrate you and break you through the glass. This is ATS and this is your moment.
when the pandemic began, I had the biggest problem in the world, not making money. The pandemic was actually quite a blessing for me as it almost made me a billionaire. I came really close. So the pandemic was a blessing. It was hiring people. And get this, everybody. I had 48 job positions open during the pandemic. $22 an hour with paid training. And I could not find a single person for two years to fit any of those 48 job positions. Hear me well. 48 job positions, $22 an hour, paid training, and I couldn't find someone, not one person, for those job positions. Now, is it because I hire slowly? True, but it's because I wasn't using ZipRecruiter, and that's a fact. I wasn't getting to the right people for the right position to fit my right culture. And there are so many different things that you can do this summer. As a matter of fact, you can free up as much time as you want to. But if you're not using ZipRecruiter, you're probably not going to free up that time if you're attempting to hire people. So what is ZipRecruiter? What is probably the greatest job finder <laughs> that's out there? And that's why you need ZipRecruiter. You need it so you can find the right candidates. Now, it's not that ZipRecruiter helps you find jobs. It's more accurately that ZipRecruiter takes your culture, takes your job, takes what you're looking for, and immediately matches them with the perfect candidate. And if, the, if, it's, if they can't find a perfect candidate, they will skip over that person and then give you the perfect candidate for you. ZipRecruiter uses one of its most powerful tools, which is the technology itself, to match the right candidates up with your job. You can easily review uh, their recommendations and easily review their recommended candidates and invite these candidates to apply for your top positions. Additionally, ZipRecruiter has a complete suite of tools that makes it easy for you to filter out, uh, review, and rate candidates. Four out of five employees uh, have been used by four out of five employers on ZipRecruiter. It is a blessing. And no wonder ZipRecruiter is rated number one hiring site in the world based on G2 satisfaction ratings as of this year, January 1st. My friends, soak up everything I said. It's not an ad. This is a personal testimony of how I found the right people to sit in the right seat on the right bus. Without ZipRecruiter, it wouldn't have been possible. So how do you take advantage of what I'm talking about? Well, you go to Zip recruiter.com slash b2b all spelled the regular way that's zip z-i-p recruiter r-e-c-r-u-i-t-e-r zip recruiter.com slash b2b
be. And I promise you, you will be grateful that you did so. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash B2B. It's also in the show notes.